Hallelujah. Yeah, it's wonderful to be able to share the word of God with us this morning. Please, let's be seated as we look at the word of the living God together on this beautiful and amazing Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Please open your Bibles with me to the act of the apostle chapter 3 in message version if you can i will be reading from verses 1 to 7. one day at three o'clock peter and john were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting at the same time there was a man crippled from birth being carried up every day he was set down at the temple gate the one named beautiful to break to beg from those going into the temple when he saw peter and john about to enter into the temple he asked for a handout can you say he asked for a handout peter with john at his side looked him straight in the eyes and said look here he looked up expecting to get something from them peter said I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. The man went into the temple with them, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everybody there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognized him as the one who sat begging at the beautiful gate, at the gate beautiful, and rubbed their eyes astonished and scarcely believing what they were seeing. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. So the topic of my message this morning is... Resetting your life for the miraculous. Resetting your life for the miraculous. By the special grace of God, the man of God in the house has declared the month of April as the month of reset. So this morning, I want to just expose our eyes into how you can reset your life for the miraculous. But before we go into the main lesson for today, can we look at few minutes of reset? What exactly does it mean to reset? To reset means to become set again. To become set again. Like when we fail and we go back to getting ready. Maybe you have failed in certain areas of your life or in certain venture. And you look at those ventures and say, I'm going to do it again. That is what it means to reset. You are going back to face the same situation again. What does it mean to reset? To reset means to adjust or fix in a new way. To adjust or fix in a new way. And you will agree with me. Many of us, there are so many resets that we have done in life. Honestly speaking, you see, every day, we are resetting one thing or the other in our lives. Whether we like it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, we are resetting one thing or the other in our lives. For instance, since COVID-19 started, many of us will really love to embrace people and really, you know, hug people and say, I love you. But since COVID-19 started, we've been able to reset our mind to say, no, you're not going to be hugging people anymore. Instead, you're going to be giving them only ghost elbows. So we do a lot of resetting. Many of us, we are so used to working, you know, from, uh, from the office. But right now, you are home with children and you are working, right? And one way or the other, you just have to make it work. You know, that's a way of resetting. You have to accommodate having babysitting children and at the same time, you are doing your office work. That's a reset. You know, so there are so many resets that we do on a day-to-day -day basis that we're not even aware of, or some of them were really aware of them. I remember when we came into this country, you know, about 10 years ago, the first time I tasted um, banana, banana tasted awful, 
you know and I'm like no I'm never gonna eat this banana at all but after some years of eating and eating at this time you know I don't even know what other banana tasted like I have reset my taste board to accommodate the banana right and even another awful one was corn when I came to this country and tasted corn for the first time it was like I was eating sugar raw and I'm like, no, I will never eat this, you know. But because I had no choice, that's the only corn that was available. I ate the corn in this country so much that when I traveled to Nigeria some years ago and I tasted the corn in Nigeria, it tasted blank. I couldn't eat it, you know. So we're doing a lot, a lot, a lot of resetting in our lives. There's a resetting from singlehood for some of us who are singles, you know. Some of you guys who are single, when you get married, you have to reset your life to accommodate living with another person waking up every day for those of us who are married right now we have not started parenting there's a time where you have to reset accommodating a child you know to share you and your husband your time and everything so we are constantly doing a reset in one area or the other sometimes I realize that the most difficult thing for people to reset is the spiritual life we find it easier to reset things in the physical. We find it easier even to reset things even in the emotional. But when it comes into spiritual reset, there are so many challenges that we face. But that is not the focus of my message today. The focus of my message today is to look at how can you reset your life for the miraculous? How can you strategically reset yourself for what the Lord wants to do in your life? I want to assure you, the Lord is set to do something amazing in your life this year. It doesn't matter what it looks like out there. It doesn't matter what the society looks like, what the economy looks like. But I want to assure you, HOP's family and all our viewers all over the world, the Lord has amazing things in stock for you. Don't reset your goal for this year. Don't, you know, all you need to do is please stay on it. Stay on it, you know. In fact, I will ask you to reset it to a greater goal. Add more. Expand your capacity. Dream big, especially on what the Lord is going to do, even in your lives this year. And I see God doing amazing and miraculous things in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible reading that we had, you know, a few minutes ago was about a man who was born crippled. He was crippled from his mother's womb. The reason for his being crippled, we don't know anything about it. But the Bible introduced him as a man who was born crippled. My goal this morning is to make us to see some research that this man did and some of the reset that the apostles did. I'll say that again. This man, there was some reset that he had to do in order to be able to launch into the realm of the miraculous, to be able to receive his miracle. Not only the man, there was some reset that the apostles too, that they had to do in order for them to be able to be used as a vehicle into allowing the man to be miraculously healed. Like I said, as we go this year, God expects some reset from you. God expects some reset from me. Pastor was speaking last week. He said, even God of heaven and earth, he did some reset. When he looked at the world that it was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, the first thing that God did was to speak. He said, let there be light. That's a reset. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on. So I'm going to be opening our eyes to see some reset that the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see in the life of this man and the reset in the life of the apostles. So I'm going to read Acts chapter 3 verse 1 in message version. One day at 3 o'clock, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. One day, 
at three o'clock in the morning. Please be marking those words one by one. Peter and John were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. Don't forget, at this time, Jesus Christ had already died. Jesus Christ had already paid the ultimate sacrifice. Not only that, he had appeared unto them. Not only that, he had baptized them with the Holy Spirit and with power. Not only that, he had commissioned them, say, go ye into the other world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, Jesus Christ had left, but the disciples, he left them here to impact their world and their generation. Even as you and I were left to be alive, you know, in this generation. So, the death and resurrection of Jesus had already taken place. The first reset that I see here in the life of the disciples was the fact that they did not go to the temple in the hour of sacrifice. They went into the temple in the hour of prayer. Don't forget, at this time, the, 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 the Jews, they did not even believe that Jesus Christ was their Messiah. Everything that happened to Jesus Christ, they were completely, you know, not aware that this was their Messiah. But the apostle knew that it was the Messiah and he had paid the ultimate sacrifice. But at this time, the Jews were still doing the sacrifice and the prayer together. But it will interest us to see that the disciples, they did not go to the temple at the hour of sacrifice. They did not partake in the sacrifice by burning the bulls and the goat and the mom, and, and, and the and the you know and the lamb because they knew the sacrifice had already been made. But the Jews of those days they were still making the sacrifice. So the disciples they went to the temple at the hour of prayer. They knew a sacrifice has already been made, you know, by the Lord Jesus Christ. So there was a reset from sacrifice unto prayer. And you know, this reminds me, you know, interestingly, some Christians, some of us, including myself, there are times when we feel that until we make some huge, huge sacrifices, our prayer will not be answered. And I remember this very vividly, you know, there was a time when I so much, you know, fasting is really good, but you know, can God answer prayer without fasting? Oh yes, God can answer prayer without fasting. But there was a time that fasting was my way of life. I really strongly believe that until I fasted, until, until I fast for like three days or four days or seven days, you know, there was a time I even fasted for over two weeks and my husband is like, hey, I just told you, you won't kill yourself, oh, you know? And I watched my husband, you know, I mean, he would just lay hands and just say, oh yeah, be healed in Jesus' name. And things will just happen. I'm like, how can you do a thing like that? For me, until I fast and pray, things cannot get done. No, 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 darling. The fasting is for you. It's not for God. God is a God who answers prayer. Your fasting, your sacrifice, a sacrifice has been made for you. And that's, the, that's what this Easter is all about. There remains no more sacrifice. There remains no more rituals. He has completed every sacrifice that you need to make. Does that, am I saying that we couldn't deny ourselves? Of course you can deny yourself. If you're struggling with one thing or the other, and you just want to put your flesh, you know, in subjection, like Paul said, I beat myself and bring it under subjection, so that after I've preached unto others, I myself will not be a castaway. Yeah, all well, that's good. But don't Reset your mind to believe that until you fast and pray and beat yourself and castigate yourself, your prayers will not be answered. No. So this is a reset that we need to do. The apostles, they reset their mind to, you know what? Yeah, Jesus Christ has finished it on the cross of Calvary. So all we need to do is to go for the hour of prayer. Number one reset, you know, we need to do our prayer reset to really see prayer as enforcing the will of God on earth. Prayer is you reminding God about what he has said concerning your life. God has said so many things concerning our lives this year. He told us this year is our year of walking on waters. This year, God told us it's our year of the miraculous. It's our year of divine lifting. It's our year of special treatment. And it's our year of landmark achievement 
How many of this prophetic word have you taken before the Lord? To say, God, every bit of this prophetic word must be, you know, must be seen in my life. We need to enforce them. You see? And another thing that I see there is this, you see? The Bible says, at three o'clock in the morning, Peter and John were on their way. Everybody say on their way. They were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. On their way to the temple for prayer meeting. On their way. On their way. Prayers can be answered on your way. <laughs> they haven't even reached the temple. They haven't even started the prayer. They haven't even done anything. They were just on their way. You know why? Because the prayer answering God is not inside the temple, but the prayer answering God is omnipotent. It's omniscience. It's omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's capacity to answer prayer. It's not limited to time and space. It's capacity to answer prayer. It's not limited to a country or a tribe or a congregation or a segregation. No, 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 no. God can answer prayer anywhere. He can answer prayer in your car. You know that? He can answer prayer in your kitchen. He can answer prayer in your bedroom. He can answer prayer when you are busy walking in the evening and you are just praying unto the Lord. That is the amazing thing about God. The God who answers prayer is not limited by space. It's not limited by time. Not that until I pray at 3 o'clock, the prayer will not be answered. Until I pray at 12 midnight, it will not be answered. No, it's not limited by space. God is not limited by time. It's not limited even by technology. Hallelujah. Hey, it's not limited by technology. God is not limited by policy. You know, here we are right now. We can't even gather in the church anymore. But we are all gathering online. We're looking at ourselves. Do you know that somebody can speak a word into my life? online right now and the prayer will be answered i can speak into your life i can speak into your situation right now and if you believe with your heart it can get answered so many testimonies we've heard of people across countries across nations who spoke into the life of their loved ones and things begins to happen you know why because the word of god is quick and powerful. Is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing into the bones, into the marrow. You know, is the designer of the thought. Nothing is eaten before the word of the living God. So, therefore, this morning, I speak into your life. As many of you that are watching me online this morning, I speak into your life that the power that raised Christ from the dead, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, will begin to quicken your mortal bodies right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree into every department of your body strength. Receive the strength of the Lord. Receive the grace of God. Receive the peace of God in your home, in your marriage. Receive the peace of God in the name of Jesus Christ. The power that raised Christ from the dead quicken your mortal bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that resurrection of Jesus represents, I command them to begin to be activated in your life right now. His death over you will not be in vain. He died to heal you. He died to liberate you. He died to set you free. In the name that is above every other name, receive that package now. It's a total package. He came to give us a life that is whole. Spiritual wholeness, physical wholeness, emotional wholeness. And I receive that for you in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a bigger amen to that? Can I hear a bigger amen to that? Hallelujah. So it's not limited by time. My God is not limited by space. You see, this woman in John chapter 4, if you can open your Bibles with me, John 4 verse 19. John 4 verse 19 to 23. John chapter 4 verse 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worshipped on this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me. The hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what? 
we know what we worship for salvation is of the law but the hour coming and now is everybody say now is that the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth the father seeketh such to worship him god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit prayer is said prayer is all about your spirit connecting to god prayer is all about your spirit tapping in into god don't be so preoccupied in the place of prayer that you forget that god knows you by name he knows who you are he knows your struggle let's be real about our daddy don't be so preoccupied with getting that you miss out on what god is giving you hallelujah there is no formula for answer prayer just go to god the way you are that's another reset sometimes we feel until i just blast in tongues and speak and speak and speak and roll my sleeves and you know scabbard that's when god will answer my prayer no the greatest prayer recorded in the scripture probably maybe not was at the tomb of lazarus when jesus christ wanted to raise lazarus from the dead what did jesus say father i thank you because you always hear me and i thank you because you will always hear me and he cried with a loud voice lazarus come forth he reset it's not the length of your prayer Prayer is the heart thing. Where is your heart in that prayer that you are praying? How, how, how connected are you in that place of prayer with God? That's what matters. You can pray anywhere. You can pray anytime. You can pray any place. As a matter of fact, let me tell you this. Prayer should be our lifestyle. It should be our lifestyle. So that's number one point. A prayer reset. Don't forget, prayer is not limited to space or time or anything. Anything can happen in the place of prayer. You don't need to get to church before you can receive your miracle. It can be on the way. Listen, Peter, they, they had not even gotten into the temple at all. They were just about to. Right at the gate, they met this man. And the man received his healing. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. I'll go into the second part. The second part. Acts chapter 3 verse 2. Acts 3 verse 2. At the same time, at the same time, there was a man crippled from birth, being carried up every day. He was set down at the beautiful gate, at the temple gate. The one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. I'll read it again. At the same time, so at the time that uh, you know, that Peter, you know, and John were going into the temple, at the same time there was a man crippled from birth, being carried up every day. He was set at the temple gate. Wow, a man crippled from birth, from babyhood, he has now become an adult, still crippled. You know, he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. The first thing that caught my attention here is he was set down at the temple gate. He was set, he was set at a particular place every day. Every negative set in your life, every negative set, every set the devil has orchestrated in your life, you know, every repetitive pattern of repetitive setting that the devil is orchestrating in your life. I break them in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, there are some people at certain time of the day, they need to take a medication. At certain time of the morning, they need to take a, 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 a medication. There are some things that if they don't do every day, things will go out of hand. I speak into those lives this morning by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every negative set in your life, I break them in the name of Jesus Christ. I shatter them in the name of Jesus Christ. This man, he was set down. He had no, he had no option. He was set down at the beautiful gate. Every day, 
his location left him with no choice than to beg. Ah! His location left him with no choice other than to beg. You do know location is very important in your destiny? Location, very, very important. Very, very important. He was located there to beg. In fact, the Bible recorded that some people carried him there. That is their own full-time job. They carry him there every day in order to beg. I break every repetitive negative pattern. You know, his condition contradicts, you know, his location. He was put at a beautiful gate, but there was nothing beautiful about his life. So this second point I'm talking about is location reset and behavior reset. Location reset and behavior reset. Where is your location right now? Where are you located in the program and the plan of God for your life? Because sometimes your location may determine your behavior. There are some people, as long as they are in your life, things will just go upside down. You won't even be able to understand why it is, why it is like that. You see, so we need to be careful about the location that we are. We, I decree over somebody this morning, you will be where God wants you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be where God has ordained you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. This man was set at a beautiful gate, but there was nothing beautiful about his life. What a contradiction. What a contradiction. He was at the beautiful gate, but he was begging. He was begging. There are some people or location that as long as you are in that location, for some people, things will just not go on well. As long as they are in that location, the Lord will move you away from that location. There are some people, as long as they are on a particular job, there is no way they can see progress. Such jobs, the Lord will take it out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, he had no choice in the affairs of his life. He was a victim of situations. None of you will be a victim in the name of Jesus Christ. He was a victim of situations and circumstances that he knew nothing about. He was born cripple. He was born cripple. Had decree over your life in the name that is above every other name that your location will fall in line with the purpose and the plan of God for your life in Jesus name. And I decree and I declare that your behavior in that location, your attitude in that location will fall in line with the purpose and the plan of God for your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So there is nothing anybody could do for this man until there is a particular reset in his life in order for the miraculous to be, to, to be seen. See, and I see this a lot in the scripture. As long as Ruth was in the land of the Moabite, there is no way she could have met Boaz. God had to relocate her. And she was willing to be relocated. She said, I will go with you. She told her mother-in-law, your people will be my people and your God my God. That day, she took a journey into destiny. Even though she was taking care of her mother-in-law, thank you Holy Spirit. You see, I want to tell you this, you see, some people in the pursuit of the welfare of others, you'll be able to jab your own destiny. <laughs> Pardon my word, jab your own destiny. In the process of pursuing the welfare of another person, especially this year, some amazing thing is going to be happening from now on, that we wow the kingdom of God, that we wow even the kingdom of darkness, because you see, God will push some people into their destiny, but seek after the welfare of other people. Don't ignore the less privileged around you. Seek after the welfare of others. That was what Ruth did. She was pursuing the welfare of her mother-in-law. And that, you know, made her to change her location from the Moabite country into Jerusalem. And there she met with destiny. She collided with destiny. So many people like that. As long as Joseph was still with his brothers, there is no way he could be their savior. God had to relocate him. You know, it goes on and on in the scriptures like that. I see God in the name that is above every other name, moving you into your destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear a bigger amen to that? Can I hear a bigger amen to that? I cannot hear you a bigger amen to that. Hallelujah. So the first reset is prayer reset. The second reset is location and behavior reset. 
every beggarly behavior I cause them in your life in the name of Jesus every grasshopper behavior I cause them in our lives in the name of Jesus every behavior of lack every behavior it's not possible every behavior of I can't I can't do it oh no no it's too much oh what about me me no no no, no I can't every behavior that negates the purpose and the plan of God for our lives I negate them in the name of Jesus I command boldness into your spirit man I command boldness you will be bold you will be bold you will be bold you will be bold for you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you will be bold you will lay hold on everything that God has packaged for you this year in the name of Jesus Christ so we're going to go into the third reset that the Holy Spirit will want us to do and that is expectations and focus reset expectations and focus reset before i go into this what's your expectations this year what are you focusing on what's your expectations what exactly are you focusing on expectations and focus reset it's interesting because this man has so much bad at this beautiful gate repeatedly it has become because it's a behavior it has become his attitude at the end of the day his expectations has been turned upside down all he's expected was a hand out he was not even expecting to be healed all he expected was a hand out i'm going to read Acts chapter 3 verse 3 to 4 in message version when he saw peter and john about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Talk to your neighbor, say, please don't ask for a handout. Yes. What exactly are you asking for this year? A handout? <laughs> no, not me. I won't ask for a handout. Tell your neighbor, are you asking for a handout? Or talk to another person. Say, are you asking for a peanut? No, 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 no. Please. Please, please. He asked for a handout. When Peter and John have the capacity to heal him, thank God for the mercies of God. He was asking for, he has been conditioned by his position. He has been conditioned by his condition. Oh my God, I love that. Somebody tweets that. He has been conditioned by his condition. Don't let your condition condition you. Oh, wow, I love that. You know, don't let your condition condition you. No, 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 no. God is bigger. Your God is greater. Your God is greater. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter and John, with Peter with John at his side, looking straight in the eyes and said, oh God, you miss it completely. We can do much more than that. God is telling somebody this year, I can do much more than what you've written down. You know, I remember one of our ministers was saying, during the crossover night when we wrote our goal, he said, if you, wrote your, if you write your goal down, and even you yourself, your heart is not beating fast, you have to change it. If it's within your capacity to achieve them, it's not, it's not from God. It's not from God. Peter and John at his side looked at him straight in the eyes and said, Look here. Oh, they break every distraction. I break every form of distractions in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I break every form of distraction. Whatsoever is distracting you from your colorful destiny, whatsoever is distracting you from what God proposed for your life this year, every form of distraction, I cause them to their root in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't be distracted. They told him. You see, with this guy, his expectations became distorted. God is bigger than a Hannah. Look, look, look at look at Hannah. For years, Hannah was praying for a child. Lord, I need a child. I need a child. Meanwhile, God wanted to give him the greatest man of God that ever lived. Hallelujah. But one day she caught that revelation, and the rest was a story. Now God is bigger than Hannah. He's bigger. Who says God cannot make you a millionaire this year? Who says that you cannot? 
You cannot overtake those who have gone ahead of you. Who says that Jesus' house will not be a reality this year? Tell them they're a liar. Who says, who says that you cannot be the best in your academics this year? Who says you cannot be the best husband this year? Who says you cannot buy your house this year? No, 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 no. Who says so? Who says so? My Bible didn't tell me that. I'm standing upon the word of God. Who says your permanent residence will not be a reality this year? Who says you cannot have your business this year? Don't ask for a handout. Don't ask for a handout. Please, please. It's an insult against God. It's an insult against your destiny. Don't pattern your expectation based on your reality, but on God's ability. I love it. One of my mentees, you know, taught me that. Don't base your expectations on your ability, but on God's reality. I mean, on your reality, but on God's ability. Hallelujah. With COVID-19, many people are beginning to reduce their expectations. But you know what I'm doing? I'm increasing my expectations high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because... Because his expectation were dysfunctional, his focus was also dysfunctional. Because his expectation was on begging, so his focus was all over. He would look at this one, look at that one, look at that one, look at that one, as they were entering into the temple, expecting to receive everything from everybody. How? Oh, but when Peter came on the scene, I love Peter. He said, come on, forget about those people, they don't have the solution. Look on us. Focus on us. Yeah. From sin, he broke him down into focus. Listen to this very well. From sin, you may be seeing so many things, but one thing is needful. Focus on one thing. One thing, one beautiful thing that the Lord is set to do in your life this year. They broke his focus. You are seeing so many things, but you need to focus. You need to focus. Some, some people on, on this slide this morning, the Lord is asking me, you need to limit your exposure to social media. You are seeing so many things and those things are going into your spirit, man. They are creating fear and anxiety. Limit your exposure to social media. Invest into your destiny. Invest into what God is doing. For instance, let me, a perfect example is Rekindle now. I want to celebrate every awesome couple that is engaging in Rekindle. Oh my God. Your own will never remain the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ. New wine in your home. New wine. New wine. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And thank you so much for participating. Yeah, I await your testimonies. Feel free to share them with me. God bless you. From sin, Peter broke his focus from sin into focusing on only one thing. Peter told him, look at us. Look at us. Focus is important when it comes to having a life of the miraculous. Even your children, tell them, focus on one thing, pattern. One thing per time. Don't jump all around. Don't be involved in so many things. Focus on one thing per time. And when that is done, you move to the other one. You move to the other one. You move to the other one. Don't be doing so many things and you are master of none. No, be known for one thing. Do you know statistics have told us when you invest one hour daily on a particular thing, by the end of the year, you become a genius in that area. So please focus on one thing. Focus on one thing at a time. Maybe it's your prayer life. Focus on it for now. You know, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. You reset your focus. Reset your focus. In Acts 14, verse 8 to 10, you know, Paul was somewhere. The same focus he used. A man was there. I was listening attentively. I was just focusing on him. And the Bible recorded regarding Paul, that Paul, he looked at him. He knew he was right for a miracle. <laughs> Why? The power of focus. And Peter looked at Paul, looked at him and said, get up on your feet. He said, the man, he needed nobody to pull him up because he was already focused. When you are focused, little effort will yield tremendous results. When you are focused. Paul looked at him. The man was just looking as Paul was preaching. And he said, get up on your feet. And the man got up, you know, on his feet. I see you getting up in the name of Jesus. You will not be limited on this poor. You will not be crippled. This year, when other people are running, you will be flying. When other people are flying, you will be soaring. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can I hear a bigger amen to that? He reset. Please reset your expectations. And reset your focus. 
reset your focus. Focus on God. Let your eyes be on Him. He's the Alpha, is the Omega. The more you focus, the more clarity you have. Yes, the more, the more. You see, about two weeks ago, I was just in my prayer room and I was saying, God, I just want to impart couples. I just want to impact relationship in this period, Lord. Please teach me what else can I do? What can I do? And the Lord told me, can you rekindle their love? You know, God just showed me like a picture of a candle being ignited. And I'm like, that's rekindle. God said, yeah, you get it, girl. You get it, my daughter. You know, I didn't even have the detail of it. But from that night, God started pouring himself onto me on how to go about it. How to go about it every day, another layer upon layer, and it surrounded me with so many amazing youth, you know, who have been able to just run with the vision. God will give you destiny help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Reset your focus. Reset your focus. Reset your focus. And the last but not the least, the last but not the least, miraculously reset. How did he get his miracle? How did he get his miracle? You know what? I used to think, you know, I know faith is very, very important, but there are some things that God's prerogative power will give to you, regardless of whether you have faith or not. Regardless of the man by the, by the pool of bedside, he was there. He's been there for years. When Jesus saw him, he said, what do you want? The man was complaining. Jesus said, I don't have time for your complaint. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up. Then Jesus Christ said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And he was walking. This was one of them. When Peter saw him, verse 5 to 8, Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Everybody says silence. There was silence. I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. The man was still looking. You know what Peter did? Oh my God. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. Peter grabbed him by the hand. You need somebody to grab you by the hand. Hallelujah. I need people like that in my life that will grab me by the hand and pull me up. I had a story. You know, Yedepo's church, you know, they had like a seven days retreat. And people were coming for this retreat, you know, in wheelchair and there was a man the first day he came the men of god rallied around him and they prayed for him receive your healing receive your healing and he went home in his wheelchair the second day the third day the fourth day the fifth day the seventh day of this mighty revival they lay hands on him and the man was going back to his place with his wheelchair somebody came out of the congregation and looked at the man in the wheelchair and grabbed the man. Hey! The word of the miraculous. He grabbed the man and fling the man to the floor and said, do you want to make God a liar? Don't make a God, don't make God a liar this year. He said, do you want to mean that God cannot heal? He took his wheelchair practically and went with it. Took it away. And it was then the brain of the man jacked up and he stood up on his feet. Everybody say the word of the miraculous. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Peter declared the word boldly. He declared the word boldly. He grabbed him by the right hand to raise him up. Listen to this. The power was Christ, but the hand was Peter. Hey, glory to God. The power was Christ, but the hand was Peter. I pray into somebody's life this year. God will bring your Peter across your way. Oh, no, no, no. I just feel like prophesying here. I decree and I declare right now into somebody, your Peter will come your way. Your Peter will come your way. Even if your faith cannot carry it, your Peter will grab you by the hand and pull you up so that your knees and your ankle can receive strength in the name of 
Jesus Christ. The power was Christ, but the hand was Peter. Spiritual reset. You see how we need ourselves. I received a call from one of my sons this, you know, this past week, about three or four days ago. You know, he told me, he said, Mama, he said, you know, I just want to thank you because I need a push and you gave me push. You know, he was supposed to travel. He didn't feel like traveling. He was stricken with fear about traveling. He didn't know what to do with this journey. He was agitated and was worried. He was hearing so many things on the news. But you know, when I came on the scene by the power of the Holy Ghost, I make no boast in myself. I said, whether you like it or not, you are going. He said, when he had that word from me, whether you like it or not, you are going. He said, that was when his faith kicked back to life. That there is no going back. And he went, he came, he's, he's alive, and there is no COVID in his system. Hallelujah. We need a Peter. I command your Peter to locate you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Your Peter is your destiny helper. Your Peter is your midwife. Your Peter is your destiny connector. Your Peter is your destiny lifter. Your Peter is your destiny waiter. Connect with them now in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some of us, we have some giftings. That we don't even know existed. But you need a Peter to be able to help you bring it out. You need a Peter. You need a Peter. You need a Peter. I see your Peter locating you right now. You need a Peter. We, are, we need ourselves in the body of Christ. We need ourselves. We need somebody to lift us up when we can't lift ourselves. Mm. Yeah, you need to lift somebody. Don't only speak to their life. Lift them up physically. Lift them up emotionally. Lift them up spiritually. That is the word of the miraculous. That's the word of the miraculous. Yeah, that's the word. So there are times when your faith will not be able to carry. Look at Ezekiel, that mighty prophet. In the valley of the dry bone, God said, can this bone live? Very smart prophet. You know what he said? He said, thou knowest. <laughs> thou knows. Only you know God. You alone know the answer, God. I read so many translations. The person that will push it back to God. It's only you that know this God. And God said, okay, whether I know or I don't know. But anyway, begin to prophesy. And as he prophesied, there was a shaking. There was a shaking. The man, you know, yeah, the man had no faith to be healed. But Peter's faith helped him. We need ourselves. The word of the miraculous. The word of the miraculous. The activation of the prophetic is in your obedience. As soon as you obeyed God, as soon as that man obeyed God, you know, the man that, that we're talking about regarding, uh, regarding Paul, as soon as he said, get up, the man stood up, you know, and his bones and his marrow received strength. I see your bones and your marrow receive strength in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the month of reset. There are several areas of our lives where we need to reset. There are some things that we believe in that we need to adjust. Number one here is your prayer life. Prayer is not limited to the church, even though we're not meeting physically. But our prayer is powerful even online when we do it because the prayer answering God is not limited to time and to space you know some of us we're just getting used to speaking online or using the zoom and all these things you know but we trust that the God who said we are two or three people are gathered in my name I am there in their midst you need to reset your location Make sure you are strategically positioned, divine positioning. Be positioned at a covenant angle where you can access your miracles and your healing this year. Don't mix, don't mix up with negative people. There are going to be a lot of negativity. Ah, oh, this year is gone. Two months we are home. There is nothing we can do about this year. It will be like any other year. No, 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 no. You don't want to surround yourself with people like that. Don't, don't, don't set yourself around people who behavior how is word will contradict your destiny no don't do that don't do that let your expectation be reset raise the bar high for God to do something beautiful in your life focus do focus reset you know when a photographer like this camera right now is focused on me there is nothing that is going on around me that this picture will that this camera will capture right now why is focused on me and I speak to somebody right now Focus on what is important. Avoid the distractions around you. And the last but not the least, miraculous reset. 
miraculous reset. We need ourselves to lift ourselves up. Even when we are down, we need our brothers, we need our sisters to be able to lift us. Even when your faith cannot carry, the mercy of God will carry you this year in the name of Jesus. I await your testimony and I see God doing awesome and marvelous things in your life because he's able to do exceedingly above all that you could ever think or imagine according to his power that worketh in you. Wherever you are, I just want you to rise up on your feet and just begin to wave your hands unto the Lord. Just wave your hands unto the Lord. Say, Lord, I just need a, a reset. I need a reset, oh God. I need a reset. I need a reset in my prayer life, oh God. I need a reset, oh God, in my behavior. I need a reset in my attitude. I need a reset in my focus, oh God. I need a reset in my association. The people that I associate with, the crippled man associated with people who could not see anything better than him begging. Oh, so they put him at the beautiful gate every day begging. Listen, listen, listen. One interesting thing about this man is, as soon as he received his healing, what did he do? He went straight into the temple. All these years, he had a worshiper. Oh, inside of him. He had a worshiper inside of him, but he couldn't. He just see other people going into the temple. He couldn't do. He didn't run home to meet his father. He didn't run home to meet his mother or to meet his uncle and say, look, I've been healed. No, he ran into the temple. He ran, he maximized his potential. Listen, you will maximize your potential this year. Nothing will limit you. I break off every limit around you and around your destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ, I see you walking in your colorful destiny. I want you to pray with me. Say, Lord, I break every edge around my life. Everything that is limiting my life, that, that is limiting my potential, I reset myself that, to dream big. I reset myself, Lord, this morning by the power of the Holy Ghost to be the best that God wants me to be, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, begin to pray unto the Lord. Begin to pray unto the Lord. Say, Lord, connect me with my Peter, Lord. Connect me with my Peter, even when my faith cannot carry it, who will be able to hold my hand and raise me up from hopelessness, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we worship you. We give you glory that is due unto you. What an awesome God you are. We give you praises that is due unto you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is yea and amen. Lord, give us the grace to run with this word. Give us the capacity to dream big this year. Give us the grace to lift up our brothers and our sisters, those who are down at this time. Those who are saying, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Those who faith cannot carry them at this time. Help us to be able to lift them up, oh God. Let our prayer life soar. In this time, oh God, may give us the grace to be able to release a word over the phone, over the internet, oh God, over Zoom, over Facebook, over Instagram, to all our brethren who are down at this moment, oh God. We speak unto them that there is lifting up, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree and declare, oh God, we break every pattern of repetitive behavior, oh, oh medication every minute, every second. We break every pattern of repetitive negative behavior in our lives right now in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of the resurrected Christ uh, we command everything that is dead in our home to come back to life right now in the name of Jesus Christ I see the glory of God radiating over your life can I hear amen I see the beauty of God radiating over your home uh, I see God making a show of how much he loves you I see the glory of God filling your home as the waters cover the sea I see I see you loving God the more. I see you serving God the more. I see you becoming the hands and the feet of Jesus. I, I see people looking at Jesus and seeing him in your eyes in this season. In the name of Jesus Christ, your faith will not go down. Your strength will not diminish. The strength of the Lord will overwhelm you. In the name of Jesus Christ, everything that the resurrection of Jesus packaged for you, receive them now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we Thank you for this word. Give us the grace to run with it, O oh God, and our life will never remain the same. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' precious, 
wonderful, amazing name we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. What a miracle it is that Jesus is alive. We're lifting holy hands to Him as a witness that He lives. Do you know that same Spirit that raised Him from the dead? That same Spirit is alive in me forever Jesus is alive the tomb is empty hallelujah death could not hold him down hey, my heart is full Miracle it is that Jesus is alive. Lifting holy hands to him as a witness that he lives. We know that same spirit that raised him from the that same spirit is alive in me Say that gonna hold him down. 